Uh, hi, I'm Erin from the Ninja Consultant Podcast, and this is an episode two of Manga Recon, and uh, we have here Allison, who you might remember from a Ninja Consultant show where we were at Otakon, and she's going to read the reviews for me so they sound less boring. <laughs> I wouldn't say boring, I just feel like your reviews have a lot of snark and audacity and, and the fire that makes you such an interesting person. However, when you're reading them aloud, you read them like you're reading a book report. It's not a book report, Aaron. It's a hardcore review of hardcore manga, some of which has penises in it, and I feel like you need to read it accordingly. It's true. Well, uh, you know, I, I was reading it like I was reading it. Whatever. No, and now I shall make an idiot out of myself, and it'll be awesome! All right, well, in this um, volume of Manga Recon, we were going to review Tokyo Boys and Girls Volume 1, The Devil Does Exist Volume 1, Lady Snowblood Volume 1, and... Cromarty. Cromarty! See, this is, this is where the problem is going to be. Cromarty High School Volume 3. Boys and Girls Volume 1 gets a buzz score of C+. Who would like this book? Middle School Girls. Who would hate it? Almost anyone else. If you happen to be looking for generic shoujo art style to parody, look no further than Tokyo Boys and Girls. The art is so run-of-the-mill that you could probably learn a lot about when to use screen tone and how to do manga-style panel layouts. That said, the art isn't bad, it's just not terribly original. The story of Tokyo Boys and Girls is more original than the art, although when I say original, I might mean confusing. Memori has just started high school when she gets in trouble with the boys' classroom across the courtyard. It's a strange school where some classes are single gender and others are taught co-ed. Shinyoji likes Memori's new friend Nana, and it turns out Shinyori's friend Haruta hates Memori for some childhood discretion that she can't even remember, and she still hasn't remembered it by the end of Volume 1. Mori and Nana accidentally destroy Shinyoji's only copy of his million-dollar PC game when Mori spills nail polish remover on it. Why would Shinyoji only have one copy of his game? On a disc? It doesn't really matter! You have to swallow this plot contrivance in the first couple of chapters or else you might as well just put the book down immediately. This incident means that Mamori owes Shinyoji big time. Thinking she might actually be able to pay back the million dollars, Mamori gets an after-school job on the third day of school at the local M-Burger and is promptly fired on the first day. Haruta sticks up for Mamori because obviously he has a crush on her even though he hates her. The plot moves along at lightning pace, but really, not much of consequence is happening. If you're a middle schooler, grade 6 through 8, you'll probably buy the dramatic tension in the book. But if you're out of high school, most of these so-called conflicts will seem fairly petty. Ironically, there is legitimate drama in Mamori's life, but she seems fairly oblivious to it. Mamori's father has no job, but her mother is addicted to shopping for luxury items. Mamori's father mopes around the house, depressed, while his wife returns home with scarves from Yves Saint Laurent to her. Yves Saint Laurent? Yves Saint Laurent? Yves Saint Laurent? See, this is- I'm not cool. I don't go to stores like I, this. I'm guessing. Yeah, okay. Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> This seems to spell serious trouble for the Kosaka family, but Mamori and her younger sister are largely oblivious. At one point, Mamori even says, lie off, instead of lay off. For all the action, so-called drama, and actual drama, the manga pulls off the story in startlingly few words. 
It's an incredibly fast read, so much so that I had to reread pages from time to time to figure out exactly what had just happened. The presentation is what I've come to expect from shoujo beat books. The sound effects are fully translated, and there are no translation notes or cultural notes. It's not really my ideal form of translation, but it's better than the CMX titles I've read. If you're not a shoujo fan, you probably shouldn't bother with Tokyo Boys and Girls. If you are a shoujo fan, like I am, I wouldn't necessarily pay good money for this book. If you can borrow it from a friend or see it on sale, it's a fun read that only takes about half an hour. And on a side note, I think it's hilarious that she works at Emberger, because that's to totally obviously Moss Burger, which oh, I went really? to like three times while I was in Tokyo, because they're open much later than other things are. I think it's a McDonald's parody, but by the art. But, maybe. But yeah, there maybe is it Moss is. Burger. Yeah, there is Moss Burger. Crazy flavors Moss burger. burger has many crazy flavors, although we were super boring and just got the regular Moss Burger, because frankly, that was weird enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they put in that, but it's like a strange burger casserole. It, it's like weird. White Castle? Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, it was delicious. Next up is The Devil Does Exist, Volume 1, which earned a buzz score of C+. Not a good week for manga so far. Who would like this book? People who like silly titles. Who would hate this book? Anyone who hated, or possibly loved, Marmalade Boy. The Devil Does Exist might be a better book if the protagonist wasn't such a naive twit. There's nothing interesting or original about, Ka about Kayano. At least not in Volume 1. Maybe she develops a personality in later volumes, but I'm not sure how many books I can suffer through her. The other characters are interesting enough. Kayano's love interest, Yuichi, is a decent guy. Unlike Kayano, he has a darker side that adds some depth to his character. Takeru is the devil, this title suggests. Unlike in most manga, he's not a real demon or oni. He's just a jerk, which is somewhat disappointing if you were hoping for a story about the actual devil. The devil does exist isn't actually young Goodman Brown. I'm sorry. Devil does... I don't even know what that is. The devil does exist isn't exactly young Goodman Brown. Classic American literature. Classic American literature. I am clearly an ignorant savage. The Philistine, if you will. The one short story I read in high school. Yes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Ta Takeru is the son of a school principal, and is used to getting his way at everything. Later we learn that there's more to his personality. His jerky, freakish, punk-like cohorts that stick up for him turn out to be nice guys, and are very loyal to Takeru for good reasons. That's the part of the story I enjoy most. Kayano is scared of the punk kids because she's judged them based on their appearance, but she changes her attitude and gets to know what the punks are actually like on the inside. Kayana's life is thrown into turmoil when she confesses her love to the wrong guy by accident. She's really an idiot. I cannot emphasize this enough. In a moment of panic, she gives her love letter to Takeru instead of Yuichi. In the first two pages of the manga, Takeru, the devil boy, takes her love letter and blackmails her. That only lasts for a couple chapters, however, because it turns out that Kayana's mother is a widower and she's going to marry the school principal. Soon Kayano and the devil boy will be step-siblings! Those of you who've read Marmalade Boy will either be pleasantly surprised or terrifically annoyed at the twist. If you're interested in reading more step-sibling love stories, you might really like The Devil Does Exist. You also might like some manga we're going to talk about <laughs> next volume. Turns out it can be done well. Can be done well, and explicitly. Anyway, we'll get to that later. But if you're thinking this sounds like a giant rip-off of Marmalade Boy, then don't bother reading this book. I probably fall into the latter category of readers. Not only did this seem like a Marmalade Boy knockoff, but I've recently been reading Karekano, which also has a step-sibling love story in volumes 11 and 12, Tsubasa and Kazuma's love story. Maybe it's because I'm an American, but I have a hard time buying step-sibling love stories. 
Here in the U.S., people get remarried all the time, but I've never heard of step-siblings getting it on, let alone dating or getting married. This kind of unreal manga convention really breaks my suspension of disbelief as a reader. Although I would say, I do know that happening, but it is mega gross. <laughs> You've had step-siblings. I've had step-siblings, but thank God they were like 10 years older than me. Yeah. And then he broke both of his feet, and that was just kind of the end of it. <laughs> um, anyway. Marmalade Boy is a good anime series, and I've heard the manga is good too, although I haven't read it. And I would recommend it to almost anyone. I wouldn't recommend The Devil Does Exist, at least not to anyone who has seen or read Marmalade Boy. If you're not familiar with Marmalade Boy, I'm still not terribly convinced you should read The Devil Does Exist, but if you do read it, you might enjoy it a lot more than I did. The art in The Devil Does Exist is decent, the characters are all drawn really well, and some of them, Takedo in particular, have fairly interesting designs. The backgrounds seem to drop out entirely at times, which is common in shoujo, but somewhat annoying in this book. I think a few more well-rendered backgrounds would have really improved the novel. Manga readers of discriminating tastes who only like mature books, like Vagabond or Blade of the Immortal, will definitely be turned off by this kind of light-hearted fluff. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the sort of book that makes a good read if you're sitting on the floor of a Barnes & Noble. I'm not encouraging you to do that necessarily, but if you do, at least take it into the cafe to read, because I'm sick of all you damn kids leaning against the shelves when I'm trying to browse the manga section. Um, penultimately, we have Lady Snowblood, Volume 1, which earned a buzz score of A-. Uh, who would like this book? Quentin Tarantino fans, and particularly anyone else who likes R-rated films. Who would hate it? The easily offended or the faint of heart. Lady Snowblood is excellent adult entertainment. Let me say that again. Adult entertainment. That shrink wrap is there for a reason! Lady, Lady Snowblood, aka Oyuki fights in the nude in several chapters, and there are rape scenes, blood, and violence throughout. Lady Snowblood is very cinematic in its panel layout, and has consequently been adapted into two films, Shurayuki Hime and Shurayuki Hime Urami Renga. Sounds more dramatic when I say it that way. Tarantino fans who like Kill Bill will definitely enjoy this book, as one can clearly see its influence on the film. I had the song The Flower of Carnage stuck in my head as I read this book. In terms of continuity, Lady Snowblood begins with two standalone chapters. The third chapter tells the backstory about Oyuki's birth and her lifelong mission of revenge. The revenge story only loosely holds the remainder of the book. In this first volume, there's not much of a through line. For me, that was really the only weak aspect of the book. I wanted to see a long, continuous storyline after the setup for the revenge arc. Instead, the next two chapters are largely episodic and only loosely related to the revenge plot. However, I can't emphasize enough that the continuity is the only reason I gave this an A-. 
Dark Horse publishes Lady Snowblood, and if I could, I would pat every member of the book's production team on the back. The sound effects are translated in the best possible way. The translations appear next to the Japanese sound effects in a very unobtrusive manner, in the same font as the Japanese sound effects. Sound effects translation is a sticking point for me, and I have to say that of all the manga I've read so far, I really enjoyed this translation the best. When it comes to the text itself, I always love it when the manga translators throw in some kind of translation notes. Lady Snowblood contains a useful glossary in the back. Um, the story takes place in the beginning of the Meiji, and one of the chapters deals heavily with a historic event. And although I didn't realize it until after I'd finished the book, many of the historical details are further described in the glossary. I was still left wondering about some of the terms which were not defined, but I am always very happy to have any kind of translation notes or cultural notes. Lady Snowblood is a very violent book, but the violence isn't gratuitous, like you might find in Tenjo Tenge. Everyone who, Lady, everyone who Lady Snowblood kills are bad guys of the worst sort. When Oyuki is naked, it's often somewhat uncalled for, but she isn't drawn in a pornographic way. Instead, Oyuki is naked in a, is naked in a tasteful 1970s way that predates breast implants. Sure, she takes off her kimono to put out a fire, but she does so in order to go undercover at a whorehouse. The nudity is somewhat gratuitous, but the violence is not. Lady Snowblood has a cover price of $14.95, and it's well worth the extra $5 above the price of regular manga, as it's about, as it's about one and a half times longer than regular manga. The art is never lacking in this book. Even when there's no background, there's some kind of texture or line work that fills the frame. You don't end up feeling ripped off by the splash pages. The text is used well, and the translation reads smoothly. Better still, I think there are only two volumes, so buying this book won't break the bank. Finally, we have Cromarty. Finally, we have Cromarty High School Volume Three, which earned an unprecedented in this volume anyway buzz score of A. Who would like this book? Anyone with a halfway decent sense of humor, which means I'd better like it, or Aaron's gonna mock me shamelessly. It's true. Who would hate it? People who only read nonfiction. <laughs> Yeah, I actually do know people who only like nonfiction. Those people are freaking gargoyles, man. Whoa, not in the cool Disney way. <laughs> Tom's parents, ironically. Nice. Oh, you nice. guess you work on some cartoon show, huh? <laughs> That's nice. If you haven't read volumes one and two of Cromartie High School, some of the jokes in volume three might go over your head. That said, if you haven't read volumes one and two, you should! They're hilarious! I would even recommend this series to people who don't usually read or like manga. Cromartie is so funny that I would recommend it over the anime series, although the anime is also very funny. To those of you who are not familiar with Cromartie, what the hell are you waiting for? The first few volumes of the anime are available, and if you don't buy the manga as it comes out, it might sell out before you get to your local bookstore or comic book shop. That said, for those of you who aren't familiar with Cromarty, it's the story of a high school populated by thugs, a robot who thinks he's human, a gorilla who's smarter than most of the students, and a guy who's the spitting image of Freddie Mercury. If you happen to start with Volume 3, you'll have a chance to catch up as the characters are profiled between chapters on their student profile sheets, so you shouldn't be too lost. There isn't a ton of continuity in Cromarty, but there is some. The motion sick guy, Takenoichi, is still stuck in the U.S. the opening of this volume, after a terrorist on a plane switched places with him back in Volume 2. 
The jokes about Mekazawa not knowing he's a robot are getting kind of old after two entire volumes, but something incredibly hilarious happens to Mekazawa in this volume. I don't want to spoil it for you, but I will say it involves a motorcycle. The terrorist who took Takunuichi's place, who is now referred to as the masked Takunuichi, forgets to wear his mask and then masters the art of pillow jutsu and a hilarious career change at the end of this volume. My favorite chapter by far is chapter 60, which introduces a new character, Kichi Fujimoto. Is that an actual name? Wow. Kichi Fujimoto. By day, Kichi is a tough guy of few words. He leads a gang and thinks nothing of punching out his fellow students just because he heard they were talking about him. On the internet, however, Kichi is a polite regular of forums. He's kind to noobs who are trying to flame him, as kids these days might say. As a fellow netizen, I found this chapter particularly hilarious. I can't imagine the sort of person who wouldn't like Cromarty, or rather, I can, but wouldn't want to hang out with that sort of person. If you love the other two volumes, you'll love this one too, and if you haven't read the other two volumes, there's no harm in starting with volume three. That's all for Manga Recon Volume 2. If you have questions or comments, email me at ninjaconsultant at gmail.com. Or you can visit my regular website, ninjaconsultant.com. Sorry about the fan noise.